previously on Anything Goes. But you, uh, yeah, go ahead. We wanted Darren and I want to talk to you about this because you uh, work at uh, MTV Canada. That's true. I do do that. Or uh, MTV, or what I like to call the reason why the terrorists hate us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you It's do, in the top ten list, that's for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, Darren has some issues about Teen Mom. And yes, fair. And, yes, yes. Um, I, originally, when I, I did watch a couple episodes, mm-hmm. originally I thought that it, the, the show itself, I believe, does a very good job of showing how hard it is to be a mother. Right, yeah, okay. So I will say that for the record. Mm-hmm. The problem is the byproduct of the show that then makes these people stars, and that attachment to that then is kind of wrecking their lives and also making them seem like mm-hmm. now other people want to be them not realizing how hard it is you almost forget because of the you know all the other stuff to cover of people magazine or yeah. us magazine or i've had two duis i got new tits now right. all the farah and all that stuff that is it's it's a problem for me because i don't think the 16 year olds who watch it mm-hmm. are really seeing the whole card and now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Remember, if you don't remember it, it never happened. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey there, everybody. We're back. They let us back in the building for one more week. It is a, it's a show-by-show uh, basis that we're doing yes. this little thing here uh, at the Liberty Street Studios for Sirius XM. This is Anything Goes for the week of October 2nd, 2013. My name's Dave Martin, and right beside me in studio, as always, is Darren Frost. Uh, we are coming to you uh, like we, we do, do every week. week. Yeah, yeah. We got a we're new studio the- with a window. We can see watch it get dark all around us. Yep. Our, um, our mail order. Russian producer uh, is uh, up at our old uh, or our old studios at <laughs> in a basement uh, Avenue, bunker in a basement bunker where, where she, she belongs. I'll, you said that first, so yeah. but you could tell that was about to come out of yeah. my face. I know uh, she's got to work off her debt, and then we'll let her upstairs. Yeah, like all um, the. Uh, Russian mail order brides, yeah, and producers, yes. uh, our Russian mail order uh, radio producers. Yeah, um, it is a it is a, a brand new week, uh, Darren. Um, we uh, we survived. You managed to without cable, without AMC, you got to see the Breaking Bad uh, yep. season finale. But, yes, uh, we will be getting into that uh, a little bit later with our guests. But yeah, I did watch the uh, finale of Breaking Bad. Yeah. And uh, before we get into a little too much of uh, discussion of things, there is a quick uh, couple announcements right off the top. I want to make uh, if you listen to our show at the end the show we always play a song called smile and wave by the headstones and they've made uh, multiple appearances on the show well their album love and fury is now officially been released last week in the states in the u.s so any of our listeners in america if you're interested in kind of that punk rock hard rock uh, music and you've listened to interviews and enjoyed them you can now get them legally in the states so uh, go to uh, headstones theheadstones.com and uh check out uh, the links for them to uh Bring their music to you. Well, have they not been available before in the States? Not in the States. It's been this weird kind really? of gray area. Yeah. Yeah. It's how can now it's officially been launched. How can they how can that be? How can that happen like I mean, that? I don't know. Like I think you still could have bought it, but it was like at a higher rate and it's Oh, an like it would have been an import. Yeah. yeah like oh, an, okay. an iTunes thing. Now it's a full fledged release. 
Uh, also, a friend of ours who hasn't been on the show but lives in Los Angeles, who's going to be coming on in a couple of weeks, finally released his first CD. Chris Neff uh, released a CD in the last week. So if you're interested in kind of edgy, dirty comedy, the stuff that I do or or Dave does or guys like Jason Rouse, yes. then uh, check out Chris Neff because his CD's out. So go Is to he Chris coming Neff's. on here? We're going to try to do a phone in the oh, next okay. couple of weeks, yeah. Uh, what um, what else has been going on? We actually we, we worked together this past weekend. We did, yes. Um, you first did a show in uh, all the way in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, it's a long Which, drive. Just to explain to our uh, listeners who aren't from the Ontario area, that is an eight-hour drive. Actually, was, well, yeah, yeah, it is about a seven-hour drive. Stops yeah. and everything's about eight, seven to eight hours from Toronto. You drove all that way there, all that way back, and how was the show, Dave? Uh, the show itself was, uh, well, before, you know, it was okay, but there sure. was like 12 people there. 12. It felt like I was doing like a show at a party, right. you know, someone like, uh, you know. What, That's less than two people per hour. But, oh, oh, for the, yeah, the yeah. people that I perform with. Well, yes. I, uh, I enjoyed the show uh, for, you know, what it was. It's not like, I mean, once you get there and you realize that this is the amount of people that you're performing to, you can't be like, well, what the fuck are we going to do now? Right. You just, this is, you accept yeah, it and you yeah. try to have the best, uh, best time you can. Sure. But um, still 12 people, that's... Yeah, that's 12 people. It's, it's, no, you know what? It, uh, yeah, but it's not... Well, what are you going to do at that point? You just sort of like, well, this is what it is, and then you just sort yeah, of talk. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying it's not like you can bring your A game and what you probably wanted to do. You have to adjust and you know change what you're going to do and you know, maybe slow it down a bit and be more conversational. Yeah, it always feels very uncomfortable to see a high energy act when it's in front yeah. of like you know like ten people. Or yeah, something like, like you're that. performing. When, like, when, oh, it's like three hundred people are here. No, there's eight people here. Fuckface. Yeah, yeah. You, you, well, you got to take it down a couple of notches because yeah. then you don't want like the people watching you to be exhausted. Right. But it, it did feel like a uh, yeah, like I was performing at some party or something like that. <laughs> some weird party. And you're yeah. the weird guy in the corner just well, making jokes. The uh, you know whenever you watch shows like uh, even like Mad Men and like uh, Boardwalk Empire and then you see the families all sitting around the table and they're all having dinner and then and then they're all like um oh well what's your your what's your talent and it looks like everyone is at the part that at the party is going to do some some right. part of a show sure. to entertain people and it and it would just it, uh, like whenever i watch those i'm like oh that's what people did before tv it's like no one you know everyone had to perform for each other or sing, tell a story or sing a song at the table what's the least number of people you've performed for do you remember like oh, okay. a, on a pro show not like an open mic where there's like four people drinking a real show a real sh- uh yeah. I think uh um maybe about 8 or 5 I okay. don't know 8 6 or seven. For me two different times I performed to four people once was at Durham College and they still wanted to do a show and uh some friends of mine were with me and they just they couldn't believe that we were still going to do a show I'm like oh you're going to see a show and uh, I did the show, and of course they laughed because they couldn't believe it, you know, um, how bad it was and just like this level of, wow, we didn't think you had to do shows like this anymore. And then the other time I did it for four people was at a base in Ontario for an army base, and there was like six people there, maybe six at one point, and the opener uh, is a very good comic named Peter Anthony, and he comes up to me and goes, we're not, we're not doing a show, are we? I said, no, no, there's no way this guy's going to do a show. And then the guy walks up with a kind of attitude, and he's like, um, yep, so we're doing a show. And I'm like, for six people? Yep. If I'm paying you, you're doing a fucking show. That was his kind of his attitude. And my well, attitude blame was him like, for that. Yeah, but he, he could have been like, yeah, I know. It's, he could have been nicer about it. Sure. So my attitude then became, all right, you'll get a fucking show. 
We'll, we'll do a show. So Peter Anthony's like, what do you want me to do? I said, look, don't worry about covering your time. You're supposed to do 30 minutes. Just do whatever you can do, and I'm doing the rest. Because trust me, this show is going to be 90 minutes regardless. And I think Peter went up into like 20 or 25. And then I did like 95 minutes. And uh, the guy behind the bar who was running it was getting pissed off because like some more people came in, but he wanted the show to be over to close up. And I'm, I kept on going, hey, you wanted the show, man. Huh? I'm giving the show for the people. And uh, he was getting more and more more pissed off and then finally I ended the show and you know the, the, it became up it went up to like 14 people and they thought oh my god this is the greatest thing I ever saw not realizing I'm just doing it to kind of throw it in the guy's face and uh, but that's the two stories I always remember about the small crowd but I always get that attitude of like well I'm paying you you're doing the show well okay well what well why well she, he should cancel it I mean he of course he should cancel it four or six people come on give me a break there's no show then it, you know you always have to write off a certain percentage of the crowd not digging something you're doing sure and when you got four people that's and two people don't like it that's half the fucking crowd well I don't know I would have gotten you to go up and do something maybe not the full show yeah, but, but that's I, bet, what that, I bet you wouldn't have had attitude about it. I bet you would have been like, hey, look, I know it's shitty, but we paid the fee, and I, I, my boss is going to tell me, or, or whatever. Right. There's a nicer way of doing it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 I guess But so. just give me that, hey, I'm, you're a fucking dancing monkey? Get out there and dance, monkey. I don't care if there's four people or 40 people. I, you know, I don't roll that way. <laughs> so you gave him a painfully long show? Painfully long show. Oh, well, that's, well, but, uh, you know, on Friday, uh, or no, was it Saturday night? I uh, I said to you, "Come on, man! No concert sets when sure. we were doing the show in Kitchener because it looked like the crowd was going to be hammered." Right. But then there was that one guy in the audience that there was like, a, well, there was two audience members wanted to fight each other, yeah, which well, I, I, was on stage, I, yeah. I, I didn't. I don't know how that even started. It happens all the time. No, it doesn't happen. All, it doesn't yes, really it, happen. All, yes, it does. Not all the time. Not but, all the time, but it's ha- it ha- does happen frequently on late shows. Yeah. Like that, where an audience member is being a dick to me, and then someone else is like, "Shut the fuck up," and then they go back and forth at each other. Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Well, was, was that the early show or the late show? That was the, that that was the early show. Early show, yeah. Yeah. I thought that the pregnant girlfriend would have like, kept things in line, but it, those, no. the, yeah, the three of them wanted to uh, fight one then other guy. Then they wanted to the fight, other. and then it's like, it's awkward, and you know, I started screaming or whatever, yeah. We're, we got a lot of show to do tonight, so uh, let's just say our guest this week is Cal Post. He'll be coming up after the break, so uh, we'll be doing Breaking Bad talk, and we'll be making fun of Dave some more, so stick around. This is Anything Goes for the week of October 2nd. Stay tuned. Guess which host says there's no shame in sleeping in a minivan. This is Anything Goes. Should I go look for a piece of paper with it already written on it? Okay, I know it's it's not a lot to say, but yeah, we're good. We're good whenever you're ready to go. Hey, I'm Diana Francis, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius FM. XM. Oh, see, you should have written it down. We should have wrote it down. Oh, see, yeah, no. No, we got it. What do the people who were always picked last for sports teams do? They host a radio show. This is Anything Goes. Hey, 
Hey, everybody, we're back from the break. This is Anything Goes for the week of October 2nd. And joining us in the studio, our guest this week is Cal Post is here. Hello, hello, Post. Great to be Um, here. Before we got started tonight, me and Dave were talking about something. Uh, Dave was hosting uh, an amateur night kind of competition, uh, Dave, and I thought this would be a good thing for Cal to sit in on because it's all comic kind of, you know, shop talk. So what happened, Dave? You were, you were, someone came up to you and uh, asked you for some advice? Oh, okay, yeah. This was in uh, Kitchener, a, a club that I uh, I always love to perform in. Right. I mean, even if the shows are uh, not at their best, the you know, the manager of the place, the staff, they're all great. Right. Uh, f- food's pretty good, um, even though you suspected that it wasn't as good as it once was, but... Uh, what you did say that though? Yeah, okay, all right. Um, but anyway, so I actually I'm at I'm trying to paint a fucking picture, man. Always I, with we're the fucking all... pictures, Dave. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> Just tell me the goddamn story. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Just so I'm Stop at being anyways. a bitch about it. I'm, get, I don't think oh, it. you're the two people who are bitching the most at me. So anyway, so I'm at this show. It's an amateur night. Of course, uh, you know every comic gets a bit of an ego rub when another comic comes up to them, a right. new person, and then says, uh, "Hey, I'm looking for some pointers." And uh, so I just t- said to this one kid, um, well, you know, uh, don't worry so much and just be comfortable up there. You know, your material with con- will come with stage time. Right. Um, you know, don't worry about your character. Like yeah, I said, life with, experience. Uh, just, sure, yeah, live sure. life, yeah. Just try to be as honest as you can. Or uh, if you're going to be a character, if you're going to be the nervous guy, make sure it's like a really strong nervous guy and so the audience doesn't actually think that you're nervous. And okay. then I asked him, uh, how long have you been doing it? And he said, uh, oh, well, tonight was my first time. And then I was like, ah, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Just enjoy Enjoy yourself. That's yeah. the most important thing is to right. just to enjoy yourself. Sure. I think for your first couple of years. Yeah. And then because, you know, I mean, I can imagine someone like busting their ass trying to, you know, uh, trying to really figure out how stand up comedy works. And then after a year or two, they're like, oh, holy shit, I didn't realize I hate this. And then, then and they then, walk away from it. And then this week you were at a show at JFL. And one of your pet peeves was I guess there was a comic on stage who was talking about how old they are, but they're not really that old. Was oh, your, well, another, another, there was another guy in uh, Kitchener that actually had a t shirt on that said, I'm an asshole, and then a bunch of other shit written underneath it that I didn't bother reading, but I told them just to lose the t-shirt. Don't ever try to wear a funny t-shirt, and also don't be one of those guys that like goes up in a funny outfit and then blames, uh, and then talks about what a stupid outfit they have. It's like, you chose to wear that shit, and now you can't believe that you wore it. Yeah, but uh, isn't that a very like grandiose, like, blanket advice? Like, don't do this. Like, it might work for somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, don't wear a Hawaiian shirt and then go up on stage and say, I can't believe I wore this Hawaiian shirt. Look how dumb it is. Because then it's like, well, you chose to wear that Hawaiian shirt. If you're going to be complaining about it, then don't wear the fucking shirt. Uh, And, uh, like, I've seen a guy uh, on stage wear a T-shirt that says, I look better naked. And uh, being a straight man, even I knew that he probably did not. And you probably Uh, pictured him naked. No, I didn't do that. I, I mean, of I can picture him well enough did. to make though that he probably does not look better naked. Right. But uh, there was a, a yeah, there was a, a, a guy. You know, I'm gonna say you know, let's say 35, 36, but he was already doing that sort of Louis C.K. shit of uh, look how look I'm a fat piece of shit, and I uh, he doesn't hate his kids, but uh, but but you know that style of that over the top self deprecating stuff of like sure. my body's falling apart, I can't believe it, and I'm just like you know what, you should really reserve that for when you get to an, uh, an age where it's appropriate for. For you to complain about your body falling apart. Like I don't me, think he like was. Me, right? Well, 
I mean, yeah, like you. Yeah, yeah. Right. You you can get away with that sure. for for a long time. Sure, because I'm I look I look sixty five and I'm forty two. Well, yeah, but your body's been falling apart for what for twenty years? years? Or, yeah, for long years. Since you were yeah. seventeen. Yeah. Well, when did the it gravy's start? the only thing keeping it together? Let's just say when that. Did, when did you when did it really start falling apart that you could like, notice? Like mid thirties. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you so made... you're giving this guy a hard time for nothing. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. He looks like a, a, a he's in decent enough shape to be like right. at least if you're gonna do if you're gonna go into what a piece of crap you are. Then you should, you know, give me a long list of things about how you're, you know, oh, I smoke two packs a day and I drink a pint of whiskey every morning. Right. And then, and then that somehow justifies your body falling apart. Now, but, okay, now how many also, sets had he done, though? Uh, what, this kid that was at the river, the guy that was at the Rivoli? Yeah, yeah. This, uh, I, it doesn't. Hundreds. He's a Hundreds, pro. yeah. He's I mean, yeah, he was, he, he would be someone that would call himself a professional. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah. I still don't think it deserves to, like, you know, you deserve to be like, so I'm getting older now, and then all this blah, 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 and crap, crap, crap. Now, what about this thing about we were talking off air, and you were telling me about that you have a problem watching certain comics talk about sex because at that moment you are actually picturing well, them having sex. Well, any time that, uh, like, a uh, comic yeah, try or not... Try to get yourself a, out of this corner. This will be good. There's no corner to get out of. <laughs> well, okay. Every time... Well, okay. You can, every time that, uh, like, someone would come up to me and said, oh, man, my wife and I, we fucked last night. There's a brief second where... where you picture I, that happening. I picture that happening, yeah. <laughs> and if, it, no, putting... it's not. It, it's not weird at all. It's just if, you know, if, if someone comes, oh, I banged my wife last night, I'll, I'll vision that for a quick second. And if I know what the, the guy and the wife looks right. like... Like, and if it's they're not people that I would want to watch fuck, then right. I'm like, oh, that's Ugh. gross. Yeah. It's like when Glenn Foster talks about you know uh, doing jokes about him masturbating. He's not someone that I and I first of all I don't want to watch anyone masturbate. But even for a quick second, I'm like, oh, I can imagine him at his computer, you know, tugging away at his gray haired limp fucking right. piggly wiggly dick. And then yeah. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> there's people that like Mike Wilmot is a guy that I that you know you uh, want a picture masturbating. I don't want that's to, but it doesn't. That's what you're about to it say. It doesn't gross me out. Right. Right, because like it you're does better friends people. with Mike than you are with No, Glenn. it's not even a friends thing. I think it's, it is. It's how they physically look friends that I don't... Friends want to think of their friends masturbating and having pleasure. You can say no, that, no, Dave. No, I understand. Well, no, that's not... Because that's not what that's I'm what saying. You're saying. That's what you're saying. That is what you're saying, in well, a sense. The better friend you are, the more you're like, well, no, okay, they masturbate. No, it has nothing to do with being friends. I'm just saying that that's something that I wouldn't want to see. And I just think that I just people, think it's weird that you I think take, that people should be aware of what they look you like. You take and, comics so literal, no matter what they say, that that's... I think it's funny that you think of them. Right. I know when I hear jerk off material, right. I go, "Oh, I've done that." And yeah, then right. I think of you. me jerking right. off. Right. But Which is what the audience like, is supposed to do. <laughs> no, I think the audience is supposed if someone's going, "I was jerking off the other day." I think the audience uh, that they want the env- audience to envision them jerking off. And relate to whatever <laughs> material Fuck, I got. I got to rewrite my act. <laughs> no, you, you're, I don't you, want people having those images. I'm not going to watch world. comedy anymore. Uh, no, I'm stop. but you launch into sex material with the intent to gross people out, don't you? Some, but ninety five percent of my sex material actually happened. I'm not making it up. Or so whether it doesn't happen or it doesn't, you you want people to envision it, don't you? Kind uh, of. Yeah. Well, when you take the jar of cum out of when you do your hoarder's joke and stuff, sure. and, and you're holding a jar of cum, yeah. you want people to see you holding a jar of cum. In that moment, yes. But yeah. I'm that comic who's forcing that image down your throat. Right. But I'm not just a guy, so I'm masturbating the other day, and you know, just softly going into concepts. You're, you're taking everything so literally. Well, That's the difference. I think, but those are all things that I think the comic wants us, the audience, to take literally. I, how am I supposed to figuratively take him when he says that he's masturbating? I just think you're, you're taking it too far. I'm not it's taking weird. anything. I think too it's far. it's not so far a too far thing. It's a sensitive thing. 
Right. You're very sensitive to thinking Aww. about other people naked. Dave is sensitive. I don't, really I, uncomfortable. Dave is sensitive. Because I'm just saying that there's some people year, that I don't want to actually, watch jerk off. A year and a half ago, he wore a sweater to the show once, and we hacked on him the whole show, me and Kathleen <laughs> McGee, and he almost cried. So he is a uh, sensitive dude. Okay, well, you're dude. the guy that shows up in a Ramones t-shirt tucked into your khakis. Yeah. So. Uh, I, hate I, both actually, you guys. I actually don't wear khakis, but put whatever picture you want in your head there, Dave. Uh, well, okay, whatever. Well, these uh, are non- jeans. Uh, jeans are new to you, though, aren't they? Though no. When? But didn't you tell me that you went for the longest time without like buying wearing a pair of jeans? No, I think you're picturing another comic talking about whacking off. No, I'm not. I'm picturing about you. You only have to about wash your, your jeans like once a month. Not even. Actually, that's not even. They say like every six months, like Levi's, when they you first buy your Levi's, you're you're supposed to uh, break them in and then you wash them. And really, they say like once every couple months. Who's they? The the Levi's. Places where there's water shortages. Because no, because when you wash and dry them, it actually deteriorates the material. And as long as you're you know changing your underwear and showering on a regular basis, you're not supposed to. I mean, I I wash them all the time. I don't care. As long as I don't jerk off and come on my jeans. Right. There's a visual. Don't picture that. Dave, yeah. Uh, it's too late now. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's I'm so... wondering, when you saw that guy with the I'm an asshole shirt, did you picture some giant brown eye winking at you on stage, or...? No, it, no, because uh, it said, I'm an asshole. Second. I just ima- I am, I visioned a t-shirt because it was right in front of me. Right. But uh, anyways, I, I'm, I'm just saying that there's... There's some people that uh, should be careful of what they say. As and then as this like, other young comic came up to you. Uh, oh, and he said that, yeah, I say, he said, I find the best comics are the loudest comics, <laughs> which I was like, I think you should really listen to I what they're that. saying I because you want the material to stand for itself but uh, and not the sort of volume of it. He's so. not completely wrong. I think your general audience, there's subtlety that's lost yes. now right. than sure. even 10 years ago. Yeah, but I think you need to be around for a while before you understand the saying of like, hey, if it's not funny, make it loud. And that's what uh, that's a lot of comics have that sort of. uh, Well, I mean, I've been accused of that. But what a lot of people don't realize is that 90 percent of my material started out not screaming. I got it to a certain level of funny and I made sure it was funny on its own. Then I, you know, sometimes I scream it, sometimes I don't. It's really based on what, you know, how I'm feeling. I've seen that you do show. that. I've, yeah. Yeah, when you're working on a new yeah. hour, you'll yeah. come out to an open mic and just whisper your whisper entire... Whisper jokes, whatever, to make sure that, because every you just can't keep that energy going every day, all the time. Life no. takes over. There's reasons why you just aren't performing 100%, and if it's all about the energy, you're going to bomb. Well... I think there's definitely occasions where you could give the audience a 70% show rather than the 100%. Yeah, but that's you. Yeah, well, that's also because yeah. I have to stand there and listen to it, too. Of course you do, over and over and over again. Uh, anyway, so now we, uh, Cal, well, you're here. We were all, here. We all watched Breaking Bad last night. It's fucking awesome. Awesome. So I we, loved we it. do want to say at this moment, if you have not seen it, I know it's Wednesday. And no, it fuck Sunday. you. If you haven't seen it, uh, Walter White dies at the end, staring up into the sky. Big panning shot. Jesse Pinkman gets away. The uh, evil chick uh, gets the ricin inside of her. Yep. You know what? There was once a day where, I mean, I know that we don't live in a world anymore where the TV dictates when you watch it. You can watch it whenever you want. Mm. But it's Wednesday. Fuck you if you haven't caught up. It's not our responsibility to watch out for you and your spoilers. So maybe we could have said spoiler alert, but it's too late. That now. show actually goes against everything we were just talking about subtlety. Because there's so much subtle nuances in that show well, that are but fucking brilliant. The, the thing is about that show, there is that over-the-topness to it as well. Yeah. And I don't think everyone catches all the subtlety. And I think that that's why repeat viewings of that show is almost like a must. Like yes. I, bet, I bet if you watched it now, and then say four or five months from now, you watched it again, knowing everything that happened, 
you'll probably catch a lot more of the subtlety that was going on and the subtext that was happening. Like even two episodes ago when he made the phone call to his wife Skylar with the police there, not a lot of people picked up on the subtlety of the fact that he was getting her off the hook by saying, I'm the one who did all this to you because you're a bitch and blah, blah, blah. Not only was he getting her off the hook, he took the ha- uh, blame for Hank. Right. That yes. way no one's looking for the Nazis. Right, right. Like there's yes. so much in that one phone call. Yes. See, I, I didn't catch that. I, I didn't catch he was leaving the Nazis out of the loop when he yes. took the blame for Hank's death. Well, yeah, because he knows that he wants them to himself. He's going to fuck these guys up. Now, yeah. did anyone... I know it's easy to say because it's, you know, it's after it. I actually called the ending. All I said when I watched, I said, I think what's going to happen is... Yeah, I said he was going to die, He's going to die. Jesse is going to get away, and the guys will die the nazis that's i that's what i thought i thought that's the basic ending that's the ending that's justifiable and, and people will enjoy and that's what we got I think that's what most people thought though i think that yes was a... but there are people that are like i didn't see it coming i thought it was going to end because oh, the sopranos ended weirdly and other, dexter was terrible that was a dexter terrible was ending. the worst ending of a show I can think of in a long, long time. That's way too much uh, of the uh, suspension of disbelief to believe that he drove into the hurricane. Yeah. He drove into the to- he, he, he boated his way into the, into I the tornado. I didn't see it. No spoilers, please. Uh, well, don't, too don't late, spoil it. Don't, but you, this isn't even... You know what? If you stopped watching at the John Licko episode and then just they said Dexter is over now, you'd be much happier than well, watching these I last am. two episodes. The, the reason you said that, and I've said this in the last like you know two days or since, well, last, since last night anyways... Um, Dexter is a show that jumped the shark after the John Lithgow season, whereas Not I don't even. think I don't think Breaking Bad ever jumped the shark. No, they didn't do a musical. Breaking Bad had like moments. That. It almost, like they had scenes that jumped yeah, the shark. Yeah, yeah. And you got Gus coming out with half a face on doing his tie. Well, You're that like, was Come a on. yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, that, that was yeah, a, but yeah. it's just they didn't. That was fit. camp. That was camp. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I thought that Walter White or, or Jesse were were like once that he was attached to that chain yes. and they were getting them to cook for him. I thought Jesse would somehow orchestrate everyone coming into the meth lab and then he was going to blow it up, That'd killing be great himself, too. B- b- killing be a great himself, ending. and then uh, I, or I thought Walter White was going to blow up the meth lab at the very That's end too. That's what I thought too. But that uh, nah, was beautiful. He walked in, he touched all the stuff, he missed it. He hadn't done it in a while. Yeah, yeah. laid down and just. And I love that speech he gave his wife when she's like, don't say it's for the family. He said, no, I did it for me. Yeah. yeah. At least he was honest. He owns up to everything. Yeah. It's fucking great. I thought, and you know what? I was I was never hooked on The Sopranos, so I never got all that angry about yeah. their about their uh, how they decide to end their show. But then I know a lot of people were sort of like, I don't know, the more that, you know, if you've ever been on a movie or TV set, you realize how much shit goes involved uh, that's involved into sort of making a, a movie. And then you're sort of like, oh, man, give these guys a break. It's hard. Now, did you but, read this? So uh, 10 million people watched it. Right. That's through legitimate sort of ways, meaning yeah. AMC or repeat on AMC that night. It doesn't take into consideration the next couple of days of all on, on demand AMC that's going to factor in. It also doesn't look into the way that I saw it through some kind of illegal means through an internet site or, or watching through a window <laughs> yeah watching this, through a tree this should be a huge eye opener for uh, for television companies when they release a show because oh, imagine if everyone could have got their hands on it free as they wanted to get it in the best quality right how much money they lost in advertising sure just in how many but millions just so of people you understand, someone said today it's not, it's not my point I'm just regurgitating someone else's point Ten million is a huge number in cable, but the last episode of Alf had a larger rating. Well, yeah, but that's how that's when people really had to watch it. Because I know it was wasn't that when there was just Elf on. I know, but that's yeah. my point. It's like you know, 
There was no like stadiums of people. Wow, what's going to happen to Alf? You know, in bars, people drinking. Is he going to go back to his home planet? You know, he's totally like, going back to his planet to cook yeah, meth. That's yeah, what he's that's doing. He's gonna, is he going to blow this place up? But that's a, that's that's pretty telling of the television industry when Alf last episode. Well, I think that's just because of the expansion of television. There's so many more shows. Oh, now. Yeah, There's so much that you it's can, too much. Yeah, I, I couldn't possibly watch all the shows I want to. But I will say this. There's too much. But I've said a few times, even on this show, that I watch way more television now. I probably watch more television in the last two years than I have in 15 years. With all the shows that are, are on the HBO and the Showtime and the Super Channel, yeah. shows like Homeland, Newsroom, well, Dexter. television is so much better now, too, though. It's, I, it's, I it's agree. A, it's like 20, if you watch shows from like 20 years ago, it's it's hard, it's impossible to find up a show, find a show that stands up to any of the shows but that are on now. But even legitimate television, meaning not, uh, not legitimate, that's terrible, but not uh, not cable, like The Law and Order, those were amazing shows. Fantastic you shows. Know? Uh, I can't remember a time in my 30s that I watched television at all. Well, that's what's going on with me now, because after this, uh, after Breaking Bad, I'm done. What's the next show you're going to pick up? I'm not going to do one. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to live my life now. I want to yeah. go out and do things. Yeah. But I, got, I did do Dexter for the right. first few seasons. Right. Which was only good for the first one. Second one was wonky. Yeah, third yeah. was shit. Yeah, well, I the agree. Third one, and then John Lithgow, Lithgow carried one? the fourth oh, okay, one. He yeah. carried it. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, thought, the, I thought the fourth was good. I thought the one with Julia Stiles and the, and the, uh, the chicks in mm, the barrels, I thought that was good. I saw a few episodes like, fuck this. No, I thought that one was good. And I thought, I thought you know what? This show can end right here. The sociopath needs a girlfriend. Go fuck off. Oh, well, come what on. Everybody needs somebody out there. Come on. You're hurting Dave's feelings <laughs> when you say things like that. I just you have no chance. But it was just that, like, one think John fight. Wayne Gacy had any friends? Uh, yeah, they were all and buried. And if he did, had any friends. And if he did, there might be less people dead. That's all I'm trying to well, say. Well, yeah, and I think his, his friends were for about 45 minutes, and then they were buried in the crawl space. <laughs> yeah. There were short relationships that I wish some of my relationships could be that long, too. But I don't think... Uh, You're cute, Julia. Why don't you come murder people with me? We'll do it together. He didn't need you a partner. He was a one-man band. He didn't want anyone taking yeah. any of that sweet young man ass. He's all sad when his brother dies. He has no feelings. They established that right off the beginning. The, when uh, anything bad happens, Dexter's crying. Well, that, that, one, that one glance that when Dexter has that shitty beard at the end, when Dexter glances into the camera oh, at the end, God. what are we supposed to think from that? Is he going to go off and do more, like... Is he going to come back? Is he going to do more stuff? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what, what they were terrible with that. Terrible ending. Terrible. The and it's, it's amazing that's only a week later that probably the best ending of a show in recent memory happened as well. So you've almost got the yin and yang, one of the worst of all time and one of the best of all time. And the best part, too, is when they started, everyone would have put their eggs in the Dex in Dexter's basket, for sure. Everyone thought oh, that yeah. show was... Well, Dexter actually was more uh, highly... More, more rated higher than, than uh, Breaking Bad in the first two seasons. And that's why when, I guess, when they accepted the, um, the Emmy, that uh, Vince, the creator, credited Netflix significantly for the rise. Because it was like 300% in right, numbers right, of yeah. rising over season three to five. And that, most people think, is because of Netflix. That's the Which way. is the future of how I want my television. Orange is the New Black. I got to watch it in three or four days. You know, now I got to wait a year and a half for fucking another, you know, 12 or 14 episodes, but at least I got to watch it all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind it when they re when they release like a, an episode at a time, even if it was an episode like every four or five days as opposed to like a seven day cycle that you have to right. watch shows on. Because I, I, I do think there's something cool about like, oh, man, I got to wait. And I got, how long do I have to wait to see the next one? I think that that can be kind of fun as well. I can't wait till TV happens where you download 100 episodes like they've worked for four and a half years and you just press a button. 
waiting, and then boop, okay, I've got 100 episodes of Battlestar Galactica, the new Battlestar Galactica. Well, I still haven't watched any of The Wire, which is the other series that people can't oh, shut man, up about. Oh, man, The Wire's amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't well, seen it yet either. I've, I've been saving it. And now I'm, ah. The thing is, though, I don't think it'll live up to the hype. Um, I caught it just when the hype was still strong, but not as strong as it is now. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I really think it is the best, one of the best shows on television, but I think Breaking Bad was just as good. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm beginning to lose a grip on uh, Sons of Anarchy and... Uh, Sons of Anarchy, I don't... It's a fucking male and, soap and opera. Well, Bikers so, crying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> run, Gemma, run. Well, did you ever watch The Sopranos and go like, ooh, gangsters with feelings? Oh, did no, you watch I that? Sopranos was considerably better than Sons of Anarchy. You haven't even seen, watched the Sopranos episode you said a second ago, Darren? No, no. I said I never watched the whole season. Oh, the season. whole season. I saw oh, like okay. four seasons of it. I saw three seasons of Sons of Anarchy. Well, find some joy when I say that I'm not holding on to the Sons of Anarchy or even Boardwalk Empire. I'm I starting, couldn't get I'm feeling, I'm, See, I'm I couldn't starting get to walk into, Way from I can't as well. get into Sopranos. I have this thing where any any culture that groups together and just talks about how great their culture is constantly. Okay, well, well, fucking nuts. well, then you can't watch Good Times or anything. <laughs> well, the Sanford I can't watch. Sons. Uh, well, well, let's get back to stand up comedy talk that everyone can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> everyone can relate to this. Sure. Also, I have a big problem with there was another guy at the uh, Kitchener Amateur Night that had went on with a fake name. Do you ever cringe at fake names when someone goes on as the Big Bopper? I yeah. wish more people had fake names. Really? Because everyone. Everyone's name is not simple anymore. Every name right. seems to have, just be long, and right. no one wants to. Ch- since like Galifianakis. Yeah, everyone, everyone wants. Everyone wants to be themselves. Everyone just wants to use their name, and I, <laughs> I host a show every week, and I look at the names, and I can't pronounce half of them now. And well, I'm like, get a stage name. You really? Fuck it. Let's go back yeah, to just the for you. Just for you. Just for me. For one time that they make it on that show every six months, change your fucking name. Well, you know what makes me laugh is when I do fuck it up, which I inevitably well, I do. Sure you will. Yeah, I do. And then they go on stage and they're shitty about it. Oh, and it's like the third, or, four, third yeah. or fourth time up. I'm like, actually. Yeah, I know, but like, that's oh, that. Fuck you. Just do your jokes. Get off stage, and I hope it goes good. But there's that uncomfortable moment when someone does screw up your name, and then you get on stage, and there's that part of you that wants to restate your name. Actually, my name is. But then it's sort of like, well, the audience doesn't know what your name is. Let them just go with what they thought your name was. They're not going to remember it. And maybe at the end of your set, mention, oh, by the way, my name is pronounced correctly right. as blah, blah, blah. But it is that sort of awkwardness of like, do they give a shit? Do they even well, know? Well, what happened to me in Sudbury, this is like 12, 13 years ago. Uh, well, I went in. Topical. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, like most of your stuff, Dave. Uh, anyways. Uh, Settle down, old man. Yeah. Settle so, down. So I was on hosting an amateur night, and I, you know, what happens is you get there, and you walk in, they just give you a list of names. You're not going to sit there and study the list. You're going to be like, okay, I'll read the next one. So I introduced this guy. His last name was West. But on the card, it said Jest. Like, it's, it literally said Jest. And I'm like, well, maybe that's what he wants because it's wacky. I don't know. So I say his name, and I was killing. And he goes on, and he goes, my last name is West, for fuck's sakes. And everyone just kind of in the crowd went, whoa. Like, you know, because he was hacking on me, and they liked me. And then he bombed horribly. And it's like, dude, you might have had a chance, but you just turned. It's kind of like when you see a comic, and it's a bit of a cheerleading uh, MC. And you t- kind of take a shot at him for being so cheerleading. And you may even be friends, and you're trying to be funny about it. Well, I get it. it all the time. I right? cheerlead the fuck out of rooms. Sure, but if, if they like you... If you fucking take a shot at the guy, you got a hole now to dig out of. And that's what a lot of comics forget. And it's like yeah, these yeah. young comics can't dig their way out, especially if they only got four or five minutes. 
And then afterwards, the guy walks up. He's like, what the fuck? I'm like, look, dude, get away from me. Here's the card. Go talk to your manager of this club. He fucking wrote your name down wrong. His manager. The manager of the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like how you phrased it. I like your manager. manager. Well, it's local club. The advice I got really early on was just be funny. Don't worry about anything else. That's where it starts. Well, yeah. Your name doesn't matter. None of that matters. Just work on who you are. For five years, I ended my set with my name is Rupert and I like to fuck. (laughs) I ended my set that way. So people, thousands and thousands of people who probably love me think my name is Rupert. I've had people come up to me on on the street during that time. Hey, Rupert. (laughs) Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, well, so what, it doesn't matter. It's like, be funny. When Credits comics, are for cunts. New comics who come up to me and they go, uh, can you say this about me? Because I'm going to start with this oh, joke. Yeah. It's like, set up your own fucking joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. doing half of your well, work. What, what, what's, an, what's an example of, the, of uh, that someone says? I've had people say, oh, can you say that I'm from Ottawa? Or can you say that I'm from this place? But well, what's, yeah, like, people can, give location, but they'll, they'll give you like personal details. Right, yeah. Like, I just got out of the hospital last <laughs> week. <It's> like, <laughs> like, I, but they can't say that in the first sentence. Yeah. Hey, I just got out of the hospital. Right. Oh, he didn't say it. That's it. Seems like a, a a lot of effort to put into something that's now, going to get forgotten. About. Um, the reason we and you brought this up, which is a good lead way into this, uh, you are a part of uh, two shows in Toronto that uh, your uh, lady Joanna Downey started, uh, Eaton House and Spirits, and yep. this has led to this talk of you know having to introduce people. And how long has Spirits been going officially? Now is it nineteen years? 20 years if you count the three years that Adam Powell ran it. Okay, so 17 with Joe. 17 with Joe. Okay. Um, and uh, if people are listening to this show and have listened to the last couple of weeks, you know that I've been pushing uh, my appearance at JFL 42, which happened, and there was some fundraisers to raise money for Joanna. And uh, we'll get into that in a second of, of her condition. But uh, the shows have been really strong, and the spirits especially has been responsible for a lot of people getting a lot of material out there, like myself. Guys like Mike Wilmont, tons of stars have done the show from, you know, like Mike Wilmont, Lewis Black, Robin Williams. I mean, that Seth was Myers has Seth been there. Myers. Oh, yeah. Mitch Hedberg actually did it. Mitch Hedberg, yeah. yes. No, yeah. no, he didn't. Yeah. No? Yeah, he did. Uh, Joe always told me he never actually got on stage. Oh, you, you know He what? was in the back of the room, but he was too cranked out. Well, that, and so that, Joe went mean, up that on, might happen. Yeah, I'm almost sure that he went on that night because I think I I might have I think I might have brought Mitch there. But maybe. Joe said she went up on stage and did his jokes. Oh, you know what? That might have actually happened. Right. Yeah. I know told, that he was there that one night. She told and, the crowd he was coming up, and then he just he couldn't. Oh, uh, Seth Meyers did the uh, show once there. Yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's a very it's a it's a very much an anchor of the comedy scene in Toronto, especially the open mic scene, which has kind of flourished in the last five years. And uh, now that Joanna is got this condition, she has ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease for our American uh, listeners. What do you think is kind of the future for the show? Because that's what a lot of people are kind of questioning and wondering. I know you're hosting it a lot. And now you guys are having guest hosts. What do you think is going to be the future for the show? Uh, well, I we get guest hosts now when I'm out of town. Right. Because I'm fortunate enough to be able to work in the business as well. But uh, the future of the show, I look, there's variables. Right. Because hosting a weekly show, there, there's plus minus. Sure. You know, it does help you write material, create, get very comfortable with who you are. You yep. learn ad lib and there's so many skill sets to learn. But also to be tied to one room. Every single week. Every single week. And if, especially when that's a place where people forage, when people come. You know, you, not just comics go there. Bookers pop in once oh, in a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Influential people in the business come by. Actors. You yeah. know, they just go there because they know it's a Wednesday night jam room. So oh. now every Wednesday I'm doing brand new material off the top. Sure. And everyone else usually brings, you know, a decent chunk of their act or something they're refining. It's not so much people don't so much do the brand new anymore there. Just right. because right. we have a larger audience. Yeah. Right. 
So, you know, it's, it's hard when someone I respect comes in and sees me, you know, possibly eating shit off the top. Because I'm yeah. working on, I'm just throwing it out there. I just ideas at these points. Right. I know. I, I always have the thing. I, when, whenever I show up there and it's packed, I'm always like, oh, man, now I'm going to have to do some, now I'm going to have to try to do well. I, I, I was, Spirits is always the place where I always like, like to do brand new stuff. So the thing I'm learning now is, uh, which is a, a giant skill for me, is just uh, want to kill no matter what I'm talking about. Right. Just stand up and say it like I would say anything else, even though there's no jokes yet. Right. Just own it in attitude. And everyone else will have fun. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as, you know, as soon as you start looking, you know, down like, all oh, that new joke. Or I, I don't like, I do it a lot, and I'm trying to stop, is when you tell an audience you're doing a new joke. Yeah, you got to stop you, that. Because you just, you just yeah, bitched you gotta out. Yeah, you got to stop that, yeah. You just said, forgive me. Yes. Right. Yeah, Please you're begging. forgive me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, I've done it, you know, before, uh, but not a lot, but I have done it. But yeah, that's, you got to stop doing that. The uh, one of the things about now. Uh, Wait one second, actually, Dave. You know okay, what? We're, we're we gotta, actually we got to go for a break. What we're gonna do is we're gonna come back from the break, continue okay. to talk to Cal, and then we'll we'll go do the last segment with Cal, which normally doesn't happen. So we're having a good time here at Anything Goes. So stay tuned. More with Cal Post after this break. While staying in Toronto, the guests of Anything Goes stay wherever the hell they want. Isn't it enough that they let them on the show and plug whatever crap they're up to? This is Anything Goes. Whenever you're ready. This is Ivan Decker. We're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. I mean, do it one more time, but just say you're listening to. Because yeah. if you said we, everyone's going to look around them and go, what the fuck? Yeah. Who else is in my everyone. car? Everyone what is. the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but just do it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, just, okay, yeah, do it again. You're listening to, Got not it. me, but you are. Uh, we're Ivan Decker. Oh, no. I, uh, okay, hang on. This is Ivan Decker, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. Yeah, that's good. They now have the same number of Tour de France trophies as Lance Armstrong. This is Anything Goes. All right, we are back from the break, everybody. This is Anything Goes for the week of October the 2nd, 2013. My name's Dave Martin. We're coming to you from the Liberty Street Studios. Darren Frost and Cal Poster are uh, beside me in studio. Uh, we've been talking Breaking Bad. We've been talking uh, a bit about comedy. Uh, we've been talking about visualizing sex from people we don't want to visualize with. <laughs> you have been talking about that. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't have that problem. I, I, yeah. You know what? I just, uh, I do that. You know what? And if, so if, I'm uh, fucking, I'm really fucking the shit out of this stuffed animal. Why do you to go back eyes, to the stuffed animal the thing? The eyes pop out of its head. And why do you, why shit you say you're coming out of the yeah. stuffed animal? Oh, fuck. Well, okay. There you go, Dave. You, you, Get that image out of your you. Head you now. take it in that direction. Yeah. I, I, if you oh. want to stuff it, you want me to cuddle it first? I'll cuddle it first. Uh, okay, go ahead. Do Picture that. Picture that, Dave. Me cuddling. I don't want to. A stuffed animal. All right. Maybe, um, maybe a little that's... finger bang. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You and your fingering. Yeah. The uh, we were talking Which about. Which is actually uh, the title of my kid's book. What is? <laughs> you, you and your you and your fingering. Yeah. The story of my uncle and me. I hope that went on a trip. I'm sure that's going to be pulled right off the shelf and thrown into a waste paper basket. 
What a waste paper basket. Do you yeah. hear that word very Whoa. often? I know. Well, I'm going way back with the uh, references. Uh, now, uh, you, we were talking about uh, a room in Toronto, uh, Spirits Bar and Grill. Uh, uh, it's been around for 17 years, hosted by Joanna Downey. And um, I will. one thing I always want to say about this room, that it, it is still considered an open mic as much as the, you know, but have the lineups changed at all lately? They seem to be more of a professional well, lineup. Yeah, that happened than, uh, uh, in the transition of me starting to host. Uh, we had to, uh, because I'm still kind of dicey at this. It's my first go at running a room sure. right, yeah. on my own. So, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd, back, we'd load the back end of the set list uh, with pros. Right, but there's but always... also what's happening now is pros are working less. Yeah. And they're, they're around. Yeah, of course, yeah. And they also, you know, a lot of them are getting their second wins in their career. Yeah. So they're coming back to the room. Right. Yeah. I mean, four or five years ago, there wasn't as many pros gravitating towards the room. Yeah. But also, it's like uh, it's also a popular hangout too, because spirits usually starts at around like nine nine thirty. Yeah, and uh, whether it's absolute comedy or yuck yucks, I mean, the show usually at, at those places ends around nine thirty from a if they had an eight o'clock start. So people often it's it's like a nice sort of like a common space uh, no man's land. Yeah, politically, comic pol- comedy politics is big in Toronto. Let's let's be honest about that. And it's one of those places. Yeah, it's like it's like a no man's land. There's no politics. It doesn't matter. What club you play for, or who you like or don't like. There's many times I'm at Spirits and there's three people I want to call a cunt. But, you know, that's the place <laughs> where everyone's kind of allowed to go and just have drinks. And as long as everyone, you know, uh, respects each other and well, That's why space. I love when Joe ran it, whenever shit like that would happen, when guys would bring their baggage in from outside. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like, take fuck that off. fucking shit out of Absolutely. here. I just want to get drunk and have a good time. Yeah, it's Wednesday night. and Now, you were talking about the future of Spirits, and we only kind of touched on it, and you said right. there's a few more things that you wanted to you know, just mention. Well, I've actually, uh, since Joe's been ill, uh, I've never been more proud to be a comedian. Right. Just because of the overwhelming help. Sure. And, you know, outreach towards both of us. You know, do you need anything? What can we do? And so yep. many comics. And it that's I like when stuff brings comics together like that. Right. Rather than it's showcases a, and funerals and things like that. Well, yeah. showcases don't bring comics at their best with no. each other. No, right. no, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, true. Yeah, fun- funerals do that, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But the community is uh, very responsible for each other, and we will take care of each other. Right. And if I was doing any other job, working in a fucking office, in a cubicle, yeah. like I don't know how I would have ha- You get some flowers at the hospital, and that's about it. Yeah. That's all those kinds of places are good for. So in terms of uh, that, uh, I'd, I want the show to continue, and it mm-hmm. will continue. It's an institution that she built. I still think that you guys should be allowed to pass a hat or have a, a small cover charge. I've said that from day one. Yeah, that stuff will change over yeah. time. I mean, I just, the whole city's changing like that, though. You can't get away from it. Yeah. Uh, almost, there's so many other open mics now that have opened in the last four years. They're paying their comics, yep. which is that's a new thing in this yes. city. Yep. And that's and great. And Spirits makes a lot of money from that night. Yes, they do. You know, that was, you know, 17 years ago, it was just a chicken wing night, and that barely got people in. And then, you know, But the then it comedy... actually got so popular that they had to change the wing night. Yes. And, and then the pizzas got so popular that they had to change it from that's the, the that's pizza what... night. That's, yeah, that's one of the weird things the about that. The comedy's doing so well, we don't have enough wings. Yeah, yeah. there's not yeah. enough this wings night. to go around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, 
And now, and Eaton House had to go back down to like a, a monthly thing, and that was the other kind of night. Me, I personally prefer the Eaton House over Spirits. Uh, just kind of the uh, you know the the appeal of a kind of dirty, dark room and being able to do whatever you want. Well, it's like a weird Newfie bar at Eaton House. Yeah. Is. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and if you don't know, if you're not from the, the Toronto, it's like it's on this uh, stretch of street called the Danforth, where it's just mostly famous for all of its Greekness. Yes, and uh, uh, Newfie Greeks. Well, the uh, but then it, it, then it also hits a point where it's all Newfies, and then like the Eaton House is like a weird rooming house uh, above it, and then so all the uh, the I say this in the nicest possible way. All the low lifes from upstairs come yeah. downstairs and hang out uh, at the Eaton House. And uh, but yeah, and now there's comedy there only once. The a reason month, that but. show did so well for that was on for seven years every week. And the reason that show did so well was because of how well Joe deals with everybody. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yes. Whether you're rich, you're poor, wh- yes. whoever you are. Right. And it, I think it was as close. If Joe ever had a sitcom, her own sitcom. Right. Right. Like that would be the her. To me, a lot of Eaton House died when Chicken Legs died. Yeah, <laughs> well, you got to it's, like it's like a main character. It, in a- it was, it was, it was, and it was a sense of um, he was almost like furniture there. This is a, a you know kind of a, a unique individual, and Joanna had a lot of love for him, and there were a lot of back and forth. It was very Archie and Edith, uh, you know, from It'd week be to like week. Like if Kramer died in season five, right, right. So, I mean, for me, I still love doing The Room, but I could also see that I think it kind of jumped the shark then. It's like I don't think it was ever going to get back to how fun Joanna had before Chicken Legs. But that passed was also. Away. Right as her illness yes. started to pick up, yes. So it was a combination of things that, and but thankfully that room has such a diehard small crowd. Yeah, oh yeah, of about twenty to thirty people. Yes. that are the best audience members. Yes, who love giving me a hard time. Well, there's some like it's weird to do comedy every every. Well, I guess now every month. Uh, and you get to be so personal, right? Because they know everything about oh, you. Yeah. So you really got to dig deep and find these. I mean, that's why I like it more than Spirits, because you can't get away with bringing some of your A game, because they already know that game at, at the Eaton House. That's part of the appeal for me. It's like you had to bring new stuff. It had to be a certain yeah. you know, uh, personal level to it, because they want to hear that, and that was one of the great things. I know. I, I know uh, you mentioned that like that was uh, that the Eaton House was like the beginning of when people started to notice some of the symptoms the, that Joe was having of ALS. Now... Uh, I do not know much about it, but I always feel like I can't give any medical advice, so there's only so much I can do with the knowledge when I ask people how someone's doing. But, I mean, because there was these noticeable symptoms along the way and people didn't know what was what was necessarily wrong, would it have made any difference if, if it was diagnosed any earlier or later? Or, uh, I mean, because... I, it, it 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 was something that uh, you know people noticed, and but no one yeah, was sure exactly the, what was happening. Her first symptoms, because uh, tragically, the ALS, which it's rare when this happens, it hit her voice first. Right. So no physical symptoms other than that. So people just thought she was drunk all the time. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah which no, was yeah. I know which was difficult yeah. because then people would sort of yell stuff out of like you know having and then you know you you couldn't. But that also like when. People would think she just drank too much. It went with her personality too. Well, let's also be honest. Let's yeah, that's my point. Uh, You know, before any of this happened, towards the end of the night, Joanna was intoxicated. Oh yeah. So by you know by eleven o'clock, if she slurred a few words on stage or laughed kind of out of you know tune with what everything else is going on, that wasn't an odd situation for her. No, not at all. Right. So I mean, I understand how some people thought that she was just getting drunk earlier in the night. You know, it's. It's a oh, tough yeah, I, thing. I used to try to justify it as, oh, she's getting a bit older. Sure. Just right. not handling it as well, because that happens as yeah, you yeah, age, yeah, too. You know, yeah. your body falls yeah, apart. Yeah. I know my body when it falls apart. It's right. Just, 
<laughs> I know fucking yeah. hate your kids. Yeah, yeah Kyle hates I, his kids. I, I know we're getting back to talking about what we were going on about earlier about like comics saying that they're uh, doing the old man material yeah. before they deserve it. It's kind of like along the same lines of like, oh, I can't wait till I get a prostate exam so I'll get some new material. Or, well, you know what happened with me because I used to do because my body I think was falling. You asked me uh, like uh, my here's my list of injuries. Okay, that I had yeah. over the years because I used to race dirt bikes when I was a kid. So I you know, I broke my shoulder. So that was a year ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When I was in. A, <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Sorry. I, hate, I, I don't know why I always get thrown by that joke. Because I've known you for so long. Know, but I don't know why it still throws me. Anyway, yeah, so broken shoulder, two broken uh, each wrist, sorry, twice. Uh, collarbone. Right. Both, both ankles. Like, I'm just, it's just a okay, fucking... Okay, but I this gotta, is all when you were racing dirt bikes? Yeah, this is all up until I was 22. So now, when it's winter, do you feel all the effects of that? I did when I was living like shit, because I right. dropped 35 pounds in the last year. Okay. So prior to that, though, you know, I had a gut hanging off. I had around my neck. And sure. I couldn't breathe properly when I was sleeping. Right. And yeah, I had ankle you problems. You pretty much look like me. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, I wouldn't say but, but <laughs> I know, but, 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 but you have noticeably lost some weight, which I am always in fear of telling people that, because then they're like, oh, really? How did I? Because, you know, sometimes people yeah. lose weight in, in not the nicest ways, but... AIDS, cancer, that kind of thing. That, that's yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My top ten. Yeah. The uh, and how is and how is Joanna doing at this moment now in terms of, um, you know, for people who want to know and, and or people and who want to donate to her fund. Yeah, because there is, there is a fund set up, the JoannaDowneyFund dot com, right? That's the webpage yeah. where people can donate money, and we're uh, obviously asking. In the last couple of weeks, I've been pushing that JFL show. Uh, anyone that donates to the JoannaDowneyFund.com, the money goes directly to Joanna. So how is she doing at this exact moment? This exact moment? Well, I don't yeah. know how specific you I want. Mean, I mean, in the last week. This... In the last week, you know. Uh, she's uh, she's different than if when you knew her as a comic. Right. She's essentially becoming the opposite. Right. That is what this disease does. Sure. So she, you know, she's more hermitized. Yep. She, you know, doesn't... Withdrawn. I mean, withdrawn, of course. But that, of course you would be. Yeah, who wouldn't be? Yeah, I, just, like, I don't want to see anybody either. Yeah. No, fuck it. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm, for the most part, she has a pretty good head on her shoulders about everything. Right. She seems to be quite content with this. Like, she still books the show every week. Yeah, yeah. That's in, so impressive to me. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think I could do it now, and I'm fully healthy. Right, right. Like I, and she's on the computer a lot because that computer, uh, yeah. you know, helps her communicate, obviously, because she can't now in terms of... Yeah, she of, can't talk, so right. she types on her phone. Her one arm doesn't work anymore. Right. But her finger's still, so she'll... Now, is it is it true with, uh, in her case, um, that her... And, and in ALS, your mind generally is okay. It's just all the skills that you want to do something are not, like speech and, and movement. But is the mind okay, or does it yeah, eventually ALS, ALS affect the mind? ALS doesn't generally, uh, there's only, uh, it's called FTD, frontal temporal lobe dementia. Right. And that connects with ALS about 8% of patients. It's a very okay. rare right. thing. But yeah, so most ALS patients don't have any, their brain, like uh, Stephen Hawking is, right. the, I think, the longest living person with this disease. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's... Like a, he's a record setting... Yeah, I, did, I, I did not know he had ALS. No, I, I just I knew he had something very. Um, well, obviously, he, yeah. He, he I get uh, a bar fight, but yeah, yeah. 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 Also, I, ALS is a kind of a blanket term Broad for term. so many yes. versions of this disease because right. it attacks people in completely different ways all the time. Some people, you know, it'll hit one arm and they'll never be affected. Oh, at really? All, again, other than their arm. Other than their arm, like our wow. doctor was telling us, he's got a patient who just can't move their arms. That's it. Wow. Hmm. Now you're, uh, I don't know, uh, what we, uh, there's, we mentioned the Joanna Downey Fund, if people want to give money to that, uh, and then there are always lots of uh, shows that are uh, being put on that uh, And you're, you're hoping to do a, do a fundraiser in yeah, the early next year? We're doing logistics now, trying to get everyone involved, uh, obviously with you guys too. We're sure. 
talking to everybody, but that's hopefully going to come up in February. Right. So now, we're just hammering around acts and location really right now. Uh, well, I, I, uh, I, our, uh, our, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Joanne, and I hope uh, you know that uh, this fundraiser can uh, get put together and uh, a huge crowd comes out for it. I noticed something this weekend. I know that you're a big conspiracy theorist guy. I don't know if you're – are you the kind of guy that wants – that shuts them down, or are you the kind of person that builds them up? Because I did notice something this weekend. I saw Alex Jones uh, from InfoWars talking to Roddy Roddy Piper and uh, <laughs> on the thing, and it just made me realize, you know what, I have a feeling that like, most conspiracy theorists – are either still wrestling fans or were once wrestling fans? Because I, I'm an old pro wrestling fan. I, I, I love it to this day. I don't. I'm not hardcore. I don't watch it every week. But I mean, I'll still show up for a WrestleMania, uh, you know, uh, night takes... to watch it together with friends because it does help me recapture a little bit of my youth that sure. I lost. Um, but it also is it, it's that blurred line that people still accept. That it's a uh, real, that it's real, but they also know that it's like when stage you, and choreographed. But when you watch wrestling and you love wrestling, I don't watch it anymore. I used to watch it when I was a kid, but that it, that affects a very fantasy part of your brain, right? So when if you're an adult and still watching that stuff, yes, you're easily going to be more consumed by conspiracy theory, right? Because it activates the same places. I know it, it does activate that sort of like, oh man, the moon landing conspiracy, was fake, man. Conspiracy is fantasy for adults. Yeah. That's it, all it really is. Well, just as much as like you know, fantasy football and fantasy hockey is like Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. You know, right? It's like, ooh, I'm taking all these real players and I'm putting them <laughs> in the mix and oh, and the That's dungeon good. master like and but it, it, it's like that and they can have it and it's fine. But at the end of the day, they, you know, it's like Wayne Gretzky's oh, on my team. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. like uh, you know, well, you're sitting behind a desk and these people are really out on on the ice. So, but it's just that uh, I noticed that with like fantasy, like uh, with conspiracy theorists uh, and that do have that sort of same love for pro wrestling that uh, I, I used to have to. Right. I completely agree. Uh, last thing I want to yes, say, though, uh, yes. in terms of spirits and its future, I will run it as long as I possibly can. Okay. So, Because I, I think the comics in the city deserve it. I think it's a great room. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I, think that, I think spirits will always be going. Don't get me wrong. I just wanted to get your take on it. Like, maybe you may not be wanting to do it. You know what I mean? Like maybe still run it, but you know, on a weekly basis, it's a grind. It's not. It's not like you signed up for this. It's right. like you've been kind of thrown into it, and it's uh, great that you're doing it. But I was just wondering your personal take on right doing now. I the do. Grind. I still do love it. Right. But she's also still booking it. Yes. So the, I haven't had that chunk of the work put right. in my lap yet. Which I don't. Is, I don't know what it's like to have people come out or write me and or send me a. Why the fuck am I not on the show yet? It's yeah. been three months. People yeah. are such assholes. I know. Joe's had guys send the, her pictures yeah. of, of them dick pics. <laughs> she gets yeah. the odd dick pic every once in a while. <laughs> uh, do you think, How do you think I got on the first time? <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, we do have to wrap it up, so uh, let's give out your information. Uh, of course, we talked about JoannaDowneyFund.com. Go yep. there and donate. If people want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? At CalPost. Okay, and a website? Website? Uh, it's not up yet, but you can go see something there, CalPost.ca. Okay. And uh, Dave, we don't have much time, so where are you, you pushing? Oh, I'm going to be at the Canadian Comedy Awards uh, this Sunday. I'm going to be trying to act. Uh, a- I'm going to be acting. I'm going to be asking uh, some uh, uncomfortable, awkward, obnoxious questions to uh, nominees and winners and uh, whatever sort of uh, faux celebrity might be walking around. Uh, but I'll be uh, I'll be doing that uh, this Sunday. So if you're in the Ottawa area, I will be uh, asking some uh, shitty questions to uh, some uh, shitty assholes who shouldn't care about the awards. Okay, and for me, on uh, October 4th, I'll be in North Bay at the Voyager Inn with Kenny Robinson, and on October 5th in Sudbury at Little Montreal with Kenny Robinson. 
And in October 10th, Winnipeg with Kenny Robinson and 11 and 12 in Brandon, Manitoba with Kenny Robinson, part of the Rank and Vile Tour. After that, I'm going out for my uh, DVD launch, which is Emotional Terrorism, which is now out with Dave. Actually, we're in Ottawa, October 17th and 19th. And then after that, I'll be hitting Calgary and Edmonton and Halifax and St. John's and the Downtown Club in Toronto in November, uh, early December. So if you want more information on me, ComedyHorror.com, go there. And until next week, we uh, want to thank Victoria, our producer, and uh, and Cal Post for joining us. That's Thanks, uh, all taken care in the wrap-up. And, and please, I made the mistake this morning of uh, trying to uh, – I wafted a fart into my face, and I think I gave myself pink eye. So don't ever do that, even, don't if, you, that. Don't, even if you want to check That's your own brand. That's the last thing you get from this show. Don't fart in your own face. And Well, because you, you can get pink yeah, eye for a couple eye. hours. Yeah. yeah. That's that's valuable news. But how are you going to know if it stinks or not? That's well, the only way you know. Yeah. You just check it from a distance or yeah. walk, walk through the cloud afterwards. Yeah, you got really red eyes. Yeah, my farts reek. <laughs> that's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy.